Hey there, and welcome to the Parable Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Zapchank. This is a space where we meet someone every week and have a conversation about their parable and celebrate the presence of God in their life. Sometimes we're just hustling and we're producing so much in this world that we forget to do just that, to lean in and listen. So today we're going to hear from my friend, Amy Kislinki. Here's our parable conversation. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining me today. I have known you for a couple of years and um, we've known each other through church We have worked together in women's ministry. I think you are an amazing writer. You're incredibly genuine. um, And I love just, you have so many fresh ideas, and I'm just grateful to call you a friend. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name is Amy Kazlinki. I have two kids, so I'm a mom and a wife. I'm also a teacher and a writer. Going back to my two kids, I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and my three-year-old has special needs. So he has a heart defect and he's deaf in both ears. He has really guided a lot of my adult faith journey, I would say, and just our experience as a family with him and all that. Yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Fun question. Do you save greeting cards when people send you or birthday cards or do you just throw them away? And why? That's a good question. I save a lot of mine because I'm a little bit of a pack rat, <laughs> like birthday cards. But Christmas cards, I always used to throw away. And last Christmas, I read an idea to save your Christmas cards and then pull one out and pray for the people who send the card. Oh. And I love that because I feel like my prayer had been so focused on myself. So it was really cool to like, I kept a stack in the place where I sit like in first thing in the morning and I would just pull one out like every few days and pray for those people. And it was just a cool way to use the cards that we kind of just look at and put on the wall for Christmas and then toss. I do a little bit of both. That's a great idea. I think you you were really great with coming up with ways that are very tactile and just relatable. And I think that's just a simple way where we have just something in front of us and then we just, we usually throw it in the trash, but you're utilizing it for prayer. So that's awesome. Thank you. Well, parables, you know, are simple stories and they're just easy to share. Jesus did this really well. A couple months ago, our pastor at our church, he kind of had this story about a tapestry where you see the big image across the back, but behind it, there is all the threads and it's kind of crazy, very messy, but everything's connected. And I think that when we share our stories with each other, we have that connection. We understand God better. We understand ourselves better. I would love to hear what is your parable that you'd like to share today that has been important in your season of life? So uh, I brought my son up in the introduction about me because the story is kind of centered around him. So he spent a lot of time in the hospital. And so this particular story, he was in the hospital for something unexpected. And he was about three to six months old, I would say. And we knew that he was going to have heart surgery when he was a baby, but this one was kind of unexpected, like a breathing issue that we weren't really mentally prepared for. So obviously that wasn't fun in itself. We thought things were kind of on the upswing and they weren't so much. 
as we thought. And so on this particular day, they were trying to take his breathing tube out. He had a breathing tube at the time and felt like he could do it. And the doctor who was in charge, we knew each other pretty well. And we had waited a while and it just didn't seem like it was going great. And he just made eye contact with me and I just knew that it was not working and they were going to put it back in. It was such a defeated feeling. And so in this particular hospital room he was in, we were in downtown Chicago and there was a bench right outside the room. And right outside where it was, there was like an apartment building next to it. And so there was tons of windows and I was just trying to clear my head and I was looking at the windows and just, you know, seeing if there was anything interesting to see. And all of a sudden I homed in on this cross in somebody's window and man, I felt like I just sat and stared at that cross for like 15 minutes. Like I felt like that's all I was doing. And it was so powerful to sit there and see that because I just felt like, okay, like this is not the way that this was going to go, but God is here. God has a plan for this. I'm not alone. It's going to be fine. In all this experience, I and just as a person, I tend to always get ahead of myself. And so it was a great reminder to just stop and chill out and focus on that. And that like visual reminder really helped me through. I think he was in the hospital for like six weeks. And I just felt God so strongly in that time in the hospital where it just like carried me through a lot of it. And so he got out of the hospital, he got older. And then last summer, so this would have been the summer of 2020, he was getting a cochlear implant. And so it was very exciting. We had wanted this for him to help him here, but it was also a very stressful time in the world. Like there were a lot of protests going on downtown in Chicago. It was the beginning of COVID. So things were super uncertain and scary. Just a stressful time. Definitely. So he stayed overnight after that surgery to get his cochlear implant. And he was just a couple rooms down from where that room was that I was talking about before. So when I had some time, I think he was taking a nap or something. I was like, oh, I'm going to go find that cross because I had been talking to my Bible study group at the time about it. And I was like, I'm going to find it and send them a picture. And I sat down in on the same bench, looked at the same apartment building, and I could not find it. I looked and looked and looked and couldn't find it. And I'm like, this is so weird. And then at the time of the first one, when I saw the cross, I had been very social media friendly. And I posted a picture on Instagram of just kind of what I was thinking. And focusing on God and all those things I was saying. So I was like, which window was it? I'm going to pull out. I'm going to go back to this Instagram and find which window it is. I'm going to find it. (laughs) And I went back to the Instagram picture and there's no cross there. Wow. And so I was just like, wow, that was something I was seeing because I needed to see it in the time. And I don't even know if this building was an apartment building, could have been offices, <laughs> could have been, I don't even know what it was. But I was like, that cross was there for me when I needed it. And I didn't need it that second time when I was there looking for it. I just kind of, it was nostalgic. So that was a huge thing for me. I come back to that a lot of like, God is always there. And in that moment when it was really hard and discouraging, I feel like he knew that I needed something like blatant. And at the time, in in my memory, it was just a small cross. But in that moment, it was like, it might as well have been neon lights. It was just my eyes could not come away from it. Yeah. So he gave me that reminder when I needed it the most. And then it sticks with me to know that he's there even when I don't see it. Yeah, that's true. Because I think we can either race through life 
or, you know, we get so focused on what our current season or situation is. And it's like, we're blind. We can't see anything else. And it is really hard to focus on him when it's stressful. Did you know when you were pregnant with Evan that there was going to be complications? Nobody knows when you have a child, like what is in store from birth to adulthood. (laughs) Um, So you didn't know all of that. Like what was coming? Sure. I knew that we were going to have a baby with a heart defect and I expected surgery when he was little and that part was already all done and it wasn't fun, but that we kind of thought that it was over and we were going to be, you know, doing normal parenting stuff, which is not how it ended up. (laughs) (laughs) Would you say that since that moment, I mean, Evan has had multiple things throughout the hospital. He has to go back through checks often with his doctors. Mm -hmm. That moment that you have felt like that calmness come over you because you've already gone through that before, has that helped you and like pushed you through every time you go back or every time there's a doctor visit? I feel like those visual reminders are powerful for me when I'm going to go into something like that where I know I'm going to start moving quickly. Anything in life, really, where we are so focused on what's next, I feel like it's important for me to have some sort of reminder to keep me where I am. Also, in the time when my son was a baby, my sister-in-law gave me a bracelet that said, let go and let God. And I used to wear it every day because I needed it. Like, I needed to look down and see, okay, I cannot be focused on when we get to go home. I just need to be focused on today and that God is with me today and God has a plan for this. It can be hard to remind myself, but when I really do... It's a game changer. Well, thank you for being honest about that, because I think that is the case sometimes where we imagine, oh, I'm a Christian now. I believe in Jesus and our lives. Oh, wow. It's just going to be this perfect (laughs) uphill uh, lifestyle. And, And that's not necessarily case. Jesus came to this earth and he didn't lead an easy life. And so when we face challenges and hardship, it's so easy for us to kind of forget these parable stories of our own life or the promises that Jesus has given us because we're just like in this world. And so thank you for sharing that. It's a good reminder, like we're going to (laughs) forget. And but we just need to hear other people's stories because we're like, oh, yeah, remember that one time this happened. And it's so funny because I feel like like when you say forget, I feel like I don't forget, but I also don't remember, if that makes (laughs) sense. Like, if you were to say to me in that moment, God is always with you, Amy, I'd be like, yeah, 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 I know, yeah. But it's not until I, like, really stop and sit down and listen and focus that I really remember it. I feel like everybody needs kind of, like, that thing that helps them remember. If it's visual, if it's, I don't know, like a thing that you do every day that kind of brings you back to that. Because we can say all day long that we won't forget, but do we really remember? Yeah. How would you say people that support you in your life or friends and family, if we if we know somebody that is walking through hardship with a son or daughter or family member that is sick, sometimes it's like awkward for us, at least for me. Like, how do mm-hmm. I love and support this person? So what would you give to those people who are listening that are like, how can I support support this person in our life? I think your question that you just asked is the exact way to do it. So ask them how you can support them. And sometimes we, it's 
it's the simple shift of the word. Sometimes people say, is there anything I can do to help you? And a lot of times we have the instinct to say, no, I'm good, I'm good. And so if you take that yes or no part out of it and you just make it clear that you're going to do something to help them and they can say what it is, like, what can I do to support you today? Yeah. And a lot of times for people, I would just say, just say a prayer. Sometimes I think people want to do something like tangible, yeah. but it was helpful for me to literally know that like I asked Danielle to pray for me and I know that she will. Mm-hmm. So letting the person guide what that support looks like, but also kind of tweaking your words so they don't feel guilty and sidestep it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So now that you have walked through this and you're going to continue to walk through this, has this helped you in any way share the story with other families or people that you've met that are also walking through this as well? Yeah, I feel like whenever I have like a someone close to me who's in something tough, I always remind them to slow down and take a step back, especially when it comes to challenges we have with our kids. As moms and as parents, we feel like we have to be there 100% of the time. But it's the old, we've heard it a billion times to put on your oxygen mask first. If I'm freaking out, my kids are going to freak out. So if I take 10 minutes to walk away and just breathe and focus and pray and whatever I need to do to kind of recharge, it's going to make everything that comes after that better. So yeah. Well, Amy, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate your honesty and just your willingness to share your story because I think when we listen and we connect with other people I was just talking to my husband Eric like sometimes we just like walk past people and for me as a woman I'll look at them and be like oh wow like it looks like they have it all together they have a smile on their face and you don't recognize either like the struggle that's going on or what they've already faced in their life and so when we have conversations and we listen to people's stories we're able to understand a little better and see where God has played a major role in their life so thank you so much for sharing today. Absolutely. Thank you. I loved when Amy was waiting in the hospital hallway and she said that the cross was there when I needed it the most. And it's true. God is there even when we don't see it. Her own parable about reminders is so imperative to how we continue to have that reminder to grow closer to God. James Bryan Smith, he said this, counting your blessings is a powerful spiritual exercise. Pay attention to the details of your life. Look for the hidden things. Visual reminders are so powerful when we are hurried and we're trying to get to the next thing. And so these are the stories that can carry us through deep waters when we remember those things that God has placed in our life. If you want to dig a little deeper around this topic, I'd love to give you some takeaway questions to think about or maybe journal, have a conversation with a friend. Number one, can you look for little ways that we can take comfort in truly remembering God in your current season of life? You know, we're going to have defeated moments. So what's a memory that you can think of right now that you can journal about and you can refer back to when it gets hard? Number two, if you're someone that visual representation speaks to you and and maybe not, I would encourage you to challenge yourself to look at a cross or maybe you just draw one out, a simple one on a paper and just be willing to listen and to just rest in the image of that cross. So just go ahead, try it out for me this week. And third, is there someone that you can reach out to this week and ask, what can I do to support you today. Sometimes we just need to reach out and ask that question for the people that we love in our life. 
If you like the show, I would so appreciate it if you shared this with a friend. This is a great way to connect and continue the conversation. Plus, you can also subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any questions or more information about today's episode, all the show notes are going to be at daniellezapchank.com. I would love to connect with you more. You can find me hanging out on Instagram or Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, your parable is impactful and I can't wait for you to chat with me again next week on the Parable Podcast. Oh,